Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Make Play. Yeah! Woohoo! What, what, what? Excited uh, noises. Yeah, heck yeah. This is our first, I guess this is our first show since our, our anniversary a couple oh, weeks ago. Oh, you're gonna make me tear up. Yeah, it was a good time. We, uh, we, we streamed for the first time in a little while. Yeah, uh, for like several hours. For several hours, I was enjoyable. actually. Yeah. Um, we had a, had a good convo with Melissa. You can check that out in the feed. Uh, and so this week we're returning with a classic make play setup of just me and Nick in our apartment. Yes. In his closet. Glory be. In, yes. Pretty much <laughs> in my closet's doors are open embracing us as yeah. we do this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's nice though. He's nice. got a nice coat, some good yeah. shoes. The view is spectacular. Indeed. Oh, also apologies if you can hear the merry chimes of an ice cream <laughs> truck in the background because there's we live in Brooklyn and there's an ice cream truck at the intersection yeah. close to where we live and it's just selling ice yeah. cream all night long. It has long, posted maybe. up. It is not moving. That is its spot. We are going to be hearing this in our nightmares and dreams for the rest of the summer. Yup. And it's not even summer really. It's pretty fucking cold today, to be honest. It I'm was sure. super windy. I don't know who's buying ice cream today, but I guess enough people to go park your ice cream truck in the middle of the intersection yeah. and just blast tunes all day long. Either that or nobody, and the reason they're blasting is just like, anybody! Please! Anybody here! <laughs> ice cream, huh? Ice cream, good man! Have we forgotten our morals? <laughs> How far we have dropped. <laughs> um, Alright, so we, we're going to keep this a little bit tighter as well. Uh, so let's just jump right into the making of stuff and things yes. in, in the universe. Uh, Nick, you got anything anything saucy? Not just tunes. Okay. I've been making the tunes, nice. uh, and it's been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm gonna put it anywhere or do anything with it. But personally, it's been nice. Yeah. Um, just yeah. you know, creating something, continuing the base the base odyssey. Yes, indeed. Well, you've been jamming with a, a new associate of ours, a new friend. Oh uh, yeah, Hunter. Yeah. Um, he's my best friend Sean's uh, roommate at the mm-hmm. moment in Brooklyn, and. He's a really cool dude. He's studying uh, composition at Steinhardt. He's a grad student. Um, great smarty guy. Smarty McSmarty Pants. Oh, yeah. Very smart boy. Um, but, yeah, it's been really fun jamming with mm-hmm. him. Uh, it's been fun with playing with somebody because I'm primarily, like, self-taught um, right. for the most part. I'd like a tutor for a little while, but really, he just like showed me the circle of fifths and like a scale, <laughs> and, and then, then was like, "Yeah, he's like, okay, do you want to play some tool?" Like, yeah. you know, I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay." Yeah. Which you know, it was great. Uh, it was fun. It definitely, you know, fostered my interest. But, you know, uh, it's been fun playing with somebody who has a deeper yeah. knowledge Ostensibly of music. A, a very deep knowledge yes, of music. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> he, he studied music in undergrad, I would assume. I believe so. To some extent, in um, some capacity. But, yeah, he's, I mean, he's very intelligent. Yeah. And yeah. it's just fun to play with him. Yeah, that's awesome. And so you were jamming last weekend, or I guess yesterday, uh, oh, yeah. two days ago maybe yep um what do, what do you guys do what's a jam sesh like for all of us plebeians who don't that's... play music and want to have a jam sesh because it sounds dope <laughs> i mean that's i feel like that's the weird thing is like when you go play an instrument with another musician yeah unless it's like something super formal like with hunter it's a little formal because you know he's obviously he's a compositional student so there's mm-hmm. a clear sort of mm-hmm. focus there and stuff he can show me that's interesting like you know patches he's been working on or just pieces of music he's done and stuff like that. And we yeah. can screw around with maybe some of the ideas there. But right. um, I don't know, like primarily my whole life jams that I've been in uh, mm-hmm. 
have just been like you meet the person and it is what it is you know like it's weird it's sometimes yeah. Yeah. You, you sit down and you get real focused and you both like learn a song together or sometimes one of you just starts noodling and the other one starts noodling too right. and you try and do yeah. something with that yeah other times it devolves into watching youtube like it yeah. really yeah. it's the same as just like hanging out with anyone yeah trying to do almost like a creative thing with yeah. a friend mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's it's different if you're Obviously, if you're like you know a jazz musician or a studio musician, it would be different. Like, right, you come into it with a certain set of expectations. Yeah, jazz musicians can like come together anywhere. Like really good jazz musicians just play with each other. Yeah, which is totally a different, a different thing. Like yeah, clearly, I, I am not a master of my instrument, and neither is Hunter. Like we're both good. I right, think. I right. think we're both are at our instruments. We're at least proficient enough to play together. Yeah, uh, and he very obviously has a deep understanding of music. Yeah, um, and so you can do yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, it's like feels a little formal, mm-hmm. but I do like it that it's not like super. There's not a lot of expectation for me in this. Yeah, it's not like he's trying um, to jam so we can get good and get the next gig or whatever. It's just kind of like a fun thing. Yeah, to do like and you know practice we both playing with really like person. music and yeah, yeah, you get along well enough. It's just a fun hang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was um so we uh, at Planeta we do a lot of music related work and so we are looking into like the legacy recording holdings that like Sony has and they have the collections of a lot of people <laughs> like if you go on to legacyrecordings.com or whatever it is you will see a list of like um like a hundreds of like really famous musicians and this one entity just owns all of it it's like these guys and then mm-hmm. universal own basically everybody's back catalog is worth like knowing about um and so we, i was looking into miles davis because they have the miles davis catalog yeah. Nice. uh and, yeah right <laughs> oh my god um and uh so kind of blue turns 60 in august so mm-hmm. Uh, we were like looking at maybe doing a project to commemorate that or something and um, I was just kind of looking into some of the background of that album and I just can't imagine being in that group of people playing that music together because Miles Davis is like such a intense personality yeah and it's not like he's I mean from what I understand it didn't seem like he was like incredibly uh, exuberant and like bubbly or by any means but like very intense you know kind of a burning Mm -hmm. passion for this thing and I can only imagine like being bad or like stepping on him or something by accident in the in the session and just like having having that that glare. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um. So that that was mm. watching yeah. recordings of that group played is like it's at, at once so beautiful and relaxed and mellow, but for me watching it is also so tense just to like see yeah this like perfect thing being made. I feel like too that anxiety about jamming with people, which is definitely it's present somewhere in all sort of creative works that fear of like someone judging your work essentially Mm -hmm. um it like it thins out a little for me when you start to think about music as like a conversation or like a language right because like i don't know when i think about it i'm like if i if i made fun of someone with a speech impediment i'd be an asshole right you know what i mean like if i made fun of like a six-year-old who's not quite there yet Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i'd be an asshole if the six-year-old thinks that you know they're 30 and you know is they're contributing more than they are yeah then maybe you know yeah that's not right but eh, most people won't be an asshole to you unless you're an asshole right. so yeah sort of the same follows you know yeah unless you're trying to derail the whole song by you know soloing for way too mm-hmm. long or whatever as long as you're not like being a dick yeah. like no one really yeah cares that much yeah like it might not be as productive for them but I don't know. If you love music, you'll probably be interested even in fostering someone else's interest. So regardless of the context, you're still playing music in that moment. So like, it could be worse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was also looking at like this day in history and music. And today is April 1st, 
we don't have any fun jokes planned really um but apparently this is like the day that the beatles started their crazy set or or residency at that club that german club the Hmm. top 10 club i think it was called where they played for three months which was like 96 nights in a row eight hour nights like seven hours during the week and then eight hours on the weekend every night for 96 days in a row wow that's crazy that's i i calculated it because i was like huh so like they played together so much like no wonder they ended up being so good and so prolific yeah they had just such amazing chemistry i would have to assume if you play that much and it i was like okay so how close to like mastery are they as a band yeah, yeah as yeah, an yeah. entire group that's together interesting. and yeah. it's like it's like like they would almost have mastered becoming a a, a band but it was like 650 hours worth of playtime at that point that's a decent amount which is a a shitload of time to yeah. play with the same exact group of people mm. which is just mind-boggling to me to, to think about doing that so much i mean obviously a lot of drugs were involved uh, <laughs> <laughs> lots of amphetamines yes um, i assume but yeah just a, a marvel in history so good luck good luck uh older beatles i think it was in like 1961 or something like that mm. uh so good luck to them in the past you're gonna do some crazy stuff um so i guess on on my end of, of the creative uh spectrum uh i have a bonsai on the way ah uh, yes little, i'm also excited about this a little baby boy um <laughs> well i really don't know little, plant genders baby plant yeah a little plant, baby plant plant creature uh yeah currently in seed form mm. uh they are hopefully beginning to germinate in the bonsai dish i have that is my the bed. process of becoming a natural german citizen uh no it's not uh, <laughs> yes it is and no we can't google it for you on the screen so no one can prove me wrong i guess that's true but then what is my plant gonna mm, i don't know how about, i don't know about this man mm. is my is there a little german man who's gonna pop up out of the dirt next to my bed oh yes oh no he'll have it's supposed to be a crepe myrtle with yep. beautiful red blossoms he'll be in traditional garb it'll be amazing serve uh, you some beer well you can have him if that happens but if it's a cute nice. little tree it's gonna be mine. Yes, of um, course. It was just interesting because, like, I've I've really begun to lean into my uh, affection for for plants. I just realized, like, every time I like just decide, like, today's a day I'm gonna get a plant. It's a beautiful day. I need a plant for this space. Like, I get a new pot from someone, or I, you know, see something that's like on sale or whatever. I'm like, I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna get a plant. I, it's always just like a great day. Like the rest of the day, I'm just like super happy about this new little plant I have. It always like <laughs> puts a big smile on my face. Um, it's almost gotten to the point where like I've thought about getting plants sometimes and I'm like, no, I have to wait until I'm like kind of depressed before I want to get them because <laughs> it's such a good antidote for that. And I, wow. there's only so much space you have in an apartment and so you only have so many like vessels in which Jimmy's to contain like, them. Jimmy's setting up the, the bastions in advance. Yeah, like... you, yeah, I kind of am. So I bought a new parlor palm. <laughs> uh... And I wasn't, like, having a bad... I was already having a pretty good day. Yeah. And I just, like, kept the train running. And I felt like I was doing something wrong, which made it feel a little bit better, even. Because I was like, I'm already having a good day. I don't need this plant to feel good, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's this really cute plant store that just opened up near us um, called, uh, uh, very originally, A Little Shop of Soil. Mm. Um, And uh, it is very small, though. I'll give it that. It is a tiny little spot run by this, like, couple. I'm pretty sure they're, they're a couple, at least uh and they're only open on weekends but it's super cute uh and i just couldn't help myself like i just went in and they were so nice and they were like had all these nice beautiful plants and it smelled really good so i just got one you know what i mean yeah man. uh but anyway this bonsai tree growing from a seedling i'm very curious to see if it survives 
because mm. from all the research I've done, people have been like, yo, dog, you're going to kill a couple trees. A little, uh, little difficult. I'm pretty sure someone yeah. on a forum somewhere wrote the, the road to bonsai mastery is littered with dead trees. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, that's not oh, cool. No. Like a few people who have, you know, cultivated a, a hundred or so of these plants over there has probably killed at least like 15 Oof. yeah so it's yeah woof is correct especially because this was given to me by my girlfriend as a christmas present oh. so if it doesn't live Her pressure's on we gotta just split up if it wasn't <laughs> meant to be um and honestly like the seeds tradition mandates they're so small oh. like i you know when we think of seeds we think of like the stuff that we eat like sunflower seeds like yeah. those are big or like you know an acorn yeah. you know that's oh, a seed edible yeah they're edible. These are like little, like tiny wood chips, like really, really small, like little flecks almost of something. Huh. Um, and if they weren't all such regular shapes, I would have been like, "This is dirt." <laughs> 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 like it was so, it was so strange. So, but like I got, you know, I planted like a bunch, and you have to work the, the water into the soil and make it nice and moist. And now um, I have like a lamp. It's like a very scientific thing going on in my room now. I have to have. Oh, a lamp I went to in there. I, I saw that yep. when I got home, and I was like, "What?" Is yep, uh, and I had to put you know, saran wrap over it to like keep contain the moisture and you know try and maintain a consistent yeah. temperature because it has to be it, just about seventy degrees in the dirt. It, it looked like you were growing drugs. I'll be honest. Yeah. I was like, this is this is suspect. There's saran wrap <laughs> over like there's like water droplets. I can't really make out what's inside, but there's yep. a lamp on it. I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> all right, Jimmy. Because I want to. The air temperature needs to be seventy five degrees, <laughs> and it's still early spring right now. It was like the high was like 50 today so you know air temperature in my room is like not barely 70 so mm -hmm. i'm trying over here man i'm trying um so that's been fun uh on the on the like game side of things i've sort of decided to do um a kind of forcing myself to do a little bit more rapid game design and try and come up with like more original ideas for actual games instead of just writing this massive sprawling text for a game that you know will never get made which is fine again that's fine and i'm still chipping away at at that game mm. working title on that was canyons so i can actually have a name for it oh nice yeah that's a nice little name um it's from mm -hmm. what you've told me mm -hmm. i mean there are lots of canyons involved yeah um so i've still been writing a little bit of that here and there it's just difficult because i usually do that like during my lunch break at work which is i see like the 10 minutes it takes me to eat a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> so it's just hard to like you know reread the past couple pages kind of get up get caught up to speed and then figure out like how you want to start writing and then actually write it and then, you know, think about the way it correlates to everything else. And then you realize, oh, well, I'm, I'm re making a reference to this thing that I've been thinking about in my head, but I haven't actually written down what that thing is elsewhere. So I should mm -hmm. go write that thing down. And then you write that little paragraph and now you're done your sandwich uh, and you have, <laughs> you have more work to do. Um, so instead, I'm like trying to do little short bursts of like intense game design. Yeah. Um, and so this one game, you know, trying to come at it from like a, a, a highly thematic standpoint um, uh, instead of like certain constraints. So like I wanted to make a game about like societal change or change in a society uh that's card based uh with short rounds that's like the activity of which is fun to play such that like it doesn't matter really if you've won or lost but it's the activity of doing this game is fun um i was listening to a podcast uh that was talking about the history of monopoly um which as an nyu game center graduate is well ingrained into my brain because we talked a lot about that story uh in in sorts of games history classes we took and in fact they had um one of my professors eric zerman on the show mm. to talk about the game which was kind of neat that's pretty sick and in the special thanks they credited another one of my professors jesse fuchs who is also like the board game wizard at nyu <laughs> um but anyway so they were talking about how 
most people don't finish a game of Monopoly for a, a panoply of reasons, mostly. <laughs> Fuck me. Are we just going to go right over that one? Are we just going to glaze over? <laughs> I didn't mean it. There was not a The Monopoly. Panoply. 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 Um, anyway. <laughs> but, like, people play Monopoly because it's just fun to, like, go around the board and, yeah. like, make some fake money and put houses. I like houses the little dogs. And everybody <laughs> likes the goddamn dog. And the I thimble. was always a fan of the race car. Are you kidding me? Wow. The race car is where it's at, dog. <laughs> Uh, race car number one. Um, so, I mean, you know, not that I'm going to try and make the next Monopoly by any means, but the fact that that game started off as like a, a comment on society, on Monopolies, and how terrible they were, and how we shouldn't make them or or like them, um, uh, and that it ended up being just about Monopolies, and everybody wants to just like make a ton of money, and that, you know, it perpetuates <laughs> capitalism because we're in a country of capitalists. Um, that and uh, so I just thought that was interesting. And so this game is about, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any details for you, to be honest. All right. Well, <laughs> about as far as I've gotten. <laughs> a lot of build up. Uh, I just know that so far, like I've kind of danced around the actual interactions, but I'm mm -hmm. thinking it takes place where there is like, you know, minimum like three people have to play because it's asymmetrical where um, the oldest person starts off as being like the agent of change in this setting. And okay. The other people draw like a population card so it's that's where this is taking place so the population is a isolated midwestern town or something right. and the agent of change is like uh an ambitious outsider or something who like comes into the town not from around these parts but like wants to like become a politician or, or enact something and i don't know if there's more specific goals involved here really um but then somehow turns take place. Maybe it's just like an overall conversation where you have a specific thing that you want and you have to try and agree on a way to make stuff happen. And if stuff happens and people are like more or less satisfied with the results, then uh, the uh, outsider person would get like three points and the population gets two points. And then it goes to the next person is like the agent of change. So now I'm a, 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 a time traveler who has showed up in a sprawling metropolitan area or something, mm -hmm. you know, and I have these goals and the, you know, metropolitan folk have those goals. And if we don't work it out in like 10 minutes or five minutes or something, then nobody gets points. And we move on and that kind of stuff. So I don't know, again, a lot of vague points in there. I don't really know how the actual interactions of the game would work. It kind of feels like just tossing in like resolve this conflict amongst yourselves. It's mm -hmm. kind of lazy. Yeah. Like I, I want, there to be some kind of like resource gaining and expenditure yeah. involved or we're european are we yeah yeah <laughs> maybe a little bit um so that's that's kind of where i'm at with that but th just to you know have people be on both sides of the like changes happening in society like how does that feel like how do you react to that because yeah. you know you might get like the same lineup of of things but be on the opposite side of it like oh now i'm the agent of change and i kind of see the perspective of why they were so heated in that last argument we had uh, okay. about wanting to deforest our town or something <laughs> <laughs> i don't all know all right um but yeah so that's that's where i'm at with that cool um i guess we'll take a quick break right now sure. uh hear from our wonderful sponsors uh we'll be right back to talk, to talk about uh, some of the games we've been playing what's up y'all i'm a cable guy I'm a guy, and I am made of cables. If you need something to get plugged into something else, whoo, doctor. That's where I come in. I plug in in one spot, ooh, ah, mm, plug in the other spot. And now, baby, we got a connection. Oh, yeah. Call me the cable guy, I'll show up, 
until someone else calls me and I have to go <laughs> plug their stuff in. Because <laughs> there's only one of me and I cannot reproduce myself. He's got a job. So, I only charge $12 a second to keep your shit plugged in. So, I, I hope you can afford my fees. But I'm a great guy. I'll keep you company while I'm plugging your stuff in. Uh, thanks. Hello. <laughs> so probably don't hire the cable guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, had some awkward interactions with him during the yeah. process, but he did pay us. So he did. He did pay us, uh, but then he also tried to charge my computer for three hours, <laughs> and you know. wanted to bill us an uh, enormous amount of money. So we had to we had to part ways with the cable guy. But we got we got ours, and now you know of his services, cableguy.com, I guess. Yep. Uh, we want to remain respectful by honoring our contract with him, but also not sell you all uh, a scam. So, yeah, hey, there you go. Probably just steal from you. Yeah, I don't know where my... Speaking of, spam, of, of scams, Whoop. Yep. Uh, we got an email where I, I, I worked today from uh, some, like, tech news outlet magazine something that said they were you know they have this like great print magazine that's going to be seen in front of like a bunch of like ctos you know c-suite folks fun stuff all that cool things they have a huge subscriber base uh for the cool cool price of two thousand dollars they'll put a feature in their magazine for us and we'll be put in the top 10 companies driving change in this in this marketplace whatever blah 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 <laughs> and uh that was verbatim what they said uh and so i'm like uh all right well this Email has a couple typos in it, first of all. Also, $2,000 to get in a magazine is a little sus. But, you know, whatever. Let's see what they got. And so I, like, look up their social media, and they don't really exist. That's it's just it's so, funny. but it's so weird. Because I mean, I'm assuming, I mean, it, it, the, the, okay, the magazine does exist. Like, it will yeah, but, get put forth. But uh -huh. number one, they should hire a graphic designer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number two, it's just their, their feed is, like, so surreal because it's just other people who have gotten this email and responded to it. Oh, that's because it's strange. just people that have seen this, given them the money, and then they've, you know, taken the photo of them, written up the post, and posted online. And I'm assuming it's in some issue of the magazine somewhere. But it's just all these like really awkward headshots of like business dudes, oh, in suits, like really <laughs> poorly lit. Some of them have like really low like quality images as well. There's like super grainy, and it's just like the most baffling thing. It's like look look at this feed of suckers, <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry like i'm sure someone's gotten a deal out of this somewhere but i don't think it happens all that often you know what i mean that's pretty sad <laughs> but also funny so uh i'm thinking we're just gonna like send them the money anyway to see right, what happens just, just roll it yolo uh remember when that was the thing oh god i please. hate myself a little bit more right now why'd you do this to me nick what video games have you been playing oh okay i've been playing realm of the mad god again uh which for those of you who don't know what it is uh, give it a shot, play it. For those of you who do know what it is, I'm very upset about my relapse. I'm sure <laughs> you all empathize. Um, it's basically, anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's just a uh, like a top-down pixel art bullet hell RPG MMO thing. I don't know. You, you play as like some class, you get some weapons armor like a ring and like an ability or something like that mm -hmm. and you run around uh shooting at enemies uh top down just like you know regular stuff wazd moves you uh, -huh. uh and you can like rotate the screen with q and e oh I um, that. yeah it's it's a fun game 
Until it, you die. Yeah, because it's permadeath. <laughs> and you lose your stuff. And some of that stuff drops, like, so rarely. There are people who are have been playing the game for years and frequently have complaints where it's like, I've never gotten this item. I've just never gotten it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that it's a bullet hell and you can die really easily yeah. uh, means that it's it's very likely that you'll spend months trying to get something and then just lose it in some stupid way. Yeah. What's uh, the longest amount of time you've put into a character that's eaten shit? Uh, personally, probably like a month. Um, oh my God. Yeah. A month of how much play? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't have that many hours in the game, to be honest. I uh, have like 300 or something like that. <clears throat> but... Uh, Look, <laughs> it's not actually that many if you play a lot of video games. I know, but, I know, I know. Um, I know, it's... It, I used to play it, like the context is I used to play it at the library at school. Sorry, uh, school. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they like that or not. Uh, they but, know it's happening. You know, um, in, 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 in high school mm-hmm. um, with friends. And then I would go home and play it a little bit with friends. But I've played it for years, but it's been there's been a lot of breaks in between because yeah. once a character dies, you get really upset and then sure. you leave the game for a while. <laughs> uh, unless you play it a lot, a lot, and then you probably get into a swing where it's okay. Mm-hmm. Which I would actually, to be honest, like to get to that point with a game like this because yeah, and you have like multiple characters going at different yeah, times. Yeah, one of them dies, you can kind of and, switch to an alt, and it's not. That and bad. it's the kind of game where you can like get something done in like 20 minutes Mm, you know what i mean or like 15 minutes if you really just wanted to sit down and play for a moment and come back it's just that getting to that point if you only played 15 or 20 minutes every day would take like way too long for you to justify to continue playing like to an extent you do have to i feel like just pour hours into this game to get to a place where it's fun to just come back to and play every now and then Hmm. but i'd like to get it there because it's a game that i always come back to and always like Playing. Yeah, there, there is a reason that you've come back to it all these yeah over all these years uh it's addicting been like you know what, it's just eight, eight years uh, like seven eight six years or seven years yeah. i forget yeah um but i don't know you know it's it's really fun i will say mm-hmm. uh and this is more what i wanted to talk about in terms of realm it has had just a strange like life, oh, yeah. life cycle, yeah, like lifetime. What's, what's up with the history of this uh, thing? It started out being owned by one development company. I think they're called Wild Shadow Studios or something. Okay. I don't know if they've done anything else. All right. Um, but they made Realm. I played it during that period. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, at one point they introduced some microtransactions into the game, but they weren't they weren't so bad. It was basically like cosmetics and yeah. other things like that. Okay. Um, some pets maybe. Pets were later, actually, okay. but yeah, yeah, okay. it was it was uh, cosmetics and stuff like that. And then at one point, they started adding like a couple of items into the nexus that you could buy. The nexus is like this the spawning area, mm-hmm. um, and you know it wasn't that bad, really. It didn't devalue too much the items in the game because the rarest items also they changed at a certain point that you can't trade them okay um once they introduced microtransactions because essentially they needed to be like well if you can buy like the best weapons other than these you know really super special ones then the super special ones have to be like you earn it by getting the drop you know you can't like trade it yeah but Regardless of all of that, what ended up happening, Wild Shadow gave it to this other studio named Kablam. <laughs> they just gave it to him? <laughs> uh, well, you know. So it got bought or I, it I, changed Honestly, hands? I didn't even look into it when it happened. It was just like Wild Shadow no longer. Wild Shadow has been dumped and now Kablam has adopted <laughs> Kablam the Kablam is this new splash screen. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, and 
they did some i i think people don't generally like what they did with the game uh-huh. they released some lackluster updates and things like that some of that was definitely just like the game had been out for a while people get antsy you yeah. know and yeah. more angry the longer your game is out because right. they feel like they deserve more mm-hmm. uh whether they do or not <laughs> it's, yeah you know yeah. that's just what happens it gets, it gets more and more difficult to please an audience that spent more and more time exactly in the same game they already. they want more to the game yeah and, yeah you know the it was it was changed to a different studio so like whether they could really deliver right is questionable and would be difficult like i really don't blame them too much for what they what they did it was it was you know obviously just taking a game like that yeah i mean they they kept the game trying to run with it yeah yeah (laughs) part of that was a shitload of microtransactions essentially it seemed like and Mm. i mean it definitely changes the game yeah um and it can get frustrating you know, if you're new and you're looking at someone who has a lot of Everything, stuff. yeah. But to be honest, not that much changed because even when I I was playing before Kablam owned it and stuff like that, mm-hmm. there were people who were just miles ahead of you, had I'm way sure. more time That's than you. Case, yeah. yeah, we're way yeah. better. And it, it, like, really doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Um, if they want to waste their money and then die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep then that's fine yeah <laughs> but it, maybe you know maybe it's not a waste for yeah. them they, and there's a lot of cooperative it's not like a it's a cooperative game with everyone right. else it's yeah. you that's everyone versus yeah, the environment yeah. so like if everyone's buying a bunch of stuff and getting themselves all jacked up you mm-hmm. don't have to but it's kind of nice to have them around yeah you know, I don't know, like, <laughs> you know, it could be up. could be cool to just follow them to yeah. victory yeah um but regardless uh, after that, it's it's changed hands once more mm-hmm. to a company called Decca, and they've been doing oh, I much think, better name, better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Come on, Kablam. I, Really, I was that what you got? Yeah, <laughs> but and since then, it's kind of been similar. Or? It's been all right. Like they've released some new content that people haven't hated. Essentially, all right, all um, right. not they, bad for the internet. They've still kept up with you know microtransactions and things, but that's to be expected yeah. i mean the game does have to keep running and yeah. there are definitely whales in this game who spend For a lot of money sure. i've spent a bit of money in this game like mm-hmm. full disclosure because i have a problem with microtransactions <laughs> uh i you know and the base game is free too yeah and also when you're a kid sometimes if your life is in a good place and you have a nice family and uh people give you some some american express gift cards uh-huh. and you have nothing to fuck you don't really have a social life or <laughs> any desires outside of playing video games sometimes you just use those at christmas on your yeah. on your game and yeah it, it's nice yeah. uh but ultimately yeah it's a cooperative game it mm-hmm. really feels like a single player game almost at times in that mm-hmm. sense that you're not really competing right with anyone else right it's so like there's I, other things yeah. happening around me that don't really involve me but can if i want yep. them to i don't really care you know it's like in, if you enjoy the game uh without microtransactions cool if you enjoy it with it cool if you don't enjoy it either way cool i don't you know whatever it's just a fine game like (laughs) it's if you like it you like it if you don't yeah then yeah it's Mm -hmm. not for you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm gonna i'm excited to play a little bit more we're gonna play a little bit later tonight i think Mm, yeah because i played that game briefly in high school as well i think with some of my some of my yeah. friends from home. Um, it's a good time. I think the permadeath thing just caught up with me at one point. You know, I, yeah. I died and I was like, well, time to play a different video game. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Um, you you can join our little guild, which yeah. that is actually a kind of nice thing about the game is, you know, because they have guilds, even though it's permadeath and stuff, because you can trade certain things. Yeah. Uh, if you have a couple of friends in the guild, I know when one of us would die, the other two or three would just be like, Oh, here's some shit. You yeah, know what I mean? Helps. Like, here's yeah, some stuff just to network. start you out. Because yeah. otherwise you have to start from the very beginning. Ugh. And that's super annoying. If you can at least get to a point where you can, like, 
kill these specific enemies that mm-hmm. drop some important items, mm-hmm. then you're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you can build back up from there. But, yeah. you know, it's just annoying having to do, like, those the beginner, beginner stuff right. all the way over right. again it's and like get to, like, max kind of, level and yeah. then start up, 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 upgrading your stats. Uh-huh. Uh, it's nice to just get to max level and fucking play the actual yeah. game. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know but, if I've ever, know. like, gotten to an end game of any game which is interesting because it's like it's like this it's like this other world that people talk about sometimes which was like that's the real game i was like that's the real game what am i playing right now like yeah. with destiny and stuff like that like i'd never did any of like the dungeons or the events yeah, yeah. and stuff like that that was all just beyond me because you have to sink so much time in the, in yep. the game to get that yep. far but it's like really interesting from yeah. a design standpoint like you have these players who love your game so much they beat it and want to keep playing how do you fulfill those those desires and it's yeah. like oh well that's the end game like just, how do you design that to be just the like most exponentially make it harder so that yeah. people have like more and more difficult problems to solve essentially yeah. in your yeah. game which is it is cool mm-hmm. uh i i kind of dig that sort of design but i also just love grinding like yeah. just <laughs> straight up it's zen for me to yeah. sit there grinding for a long time if you don't like that i t- and think it's bad in games i understand like yeah. It yeah. sucks if you don't like grinding. It really does. Yeah. But I mean, but, for the most part, like know. games that are grindy are just like games that are grindy. It's not like this game is great, except for this one part where you have to grind for six hours. Yeah, it's like, like barring a few couple yeah. examples here and there. That's if it's much... bad grinding, you mm-hmm. can make that argument. Like uh, some people's argument with Destiny is that the grinding didn't feel like fulfilling. You right. know what I mean? Right. But the thing, at least, the, but... at least the thing with Destiny is like that game is so fun to play. Like, just the action of moving through that game and, like, doing the thing that is the game yeah. is just really satisfying. And, I, of course, everything gets boring over time. But at least the embodied, like, elements of, you know, moving the sticks around and shooting aliens in the face is really fun. Yeah, that's uh, fair. I'm actually kind of... It's just nice to think about. <laughs> <laughs> um, Next week, Jimmy has relapsed into <laughs> Destiny. Um, I haven't seen him. <laughs> well, okay, so the game I have been playing... Um, I'm trying to think of how the game feels. I haven't really put a lot of put a lot of thought into it. It feels okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been playing God of War, the 2018 release, uh, mm-hmm. where you play as Scandinavian Kratos uh, <laughs> and boy, um, and it's been interesting. I mean, God of War was always one of those series that I never really had any interest in playing. I you know knew it existed. It was really popular. It has been really popular, so I know it exists. I kind of know that what the deal is, but it just wasn't my kind of game. Like yeah. hack and slash stuff is like fine. Um, the hyper violence wasn't exactly my bag. The rampant misogyny also not exactly my bag. <laughs> I really <laughs> this like is all fair. I, I like I like you know Greek mythology and stuff. Yeah. I, I find those stories really interesting, but it's not quite worth it to see them taken to those in those directions. Um, yeah. But so playing this new version, you know, it got a lot of really good reviews. They're saying like, all right, it's not, it's not really that misogynist. Like Kratos is, <laughs> is not like just you know doing anything that's entirely heinous. He has a son now, so he has to care about stuff again. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, so it's been interesting. Granted, um, they they fridge the girlfriend instantaneously. Uh, I don't know, Nick. Are you familiar with with the expression "fridging"? No, the girlfriend? I'm, I'm so interested it, though. So it comes from comic books where I forget the hero, but essentially. Um, it's like one of the, uh, some instance in this comic, in this superhero's, uh, arc where he, I'm trying to remember if it's like where he becomes a superhero, which is like a big pivotal moment in his, in his career, whatever. Yeah. But essentially some bad dudes cut up his girlfriend and like stick her dead body in his fridge. So when he comes home, it's just like his frozen girlfriend in the refrigerator. Oh, that's disturbing. And that's like his motivation to become a superhero and like take on the world. I see. And it's like, is that really the only motivation we can think of because it's like the one instance okay it's really fucked up but it's just that it's also happened 
a hundred thousand times over like woman dies man does stuff and that's like the inciting incident for this whole like mm. epic thing that's taking unless you're place. john wick and then it's a dog and then it's a dog yeah <laughs> exactly uh, but i'd know, like to be that one guy who's like we should kill other things <laughs> yeah but why did it have to be a dog man <laughs> Anyway, um, so of course, this game does that too. Uh, you start the game and the, the mom, you don't even get to meet her, which is the most frustrating thing for me. Like, you, she has literally zero screen time. So you meet her in, in her, like, you meet sarcophagus. Her ashes. <laughs> you meet her, like, wrapped up dead body um, <laughs> that you, like, carry to this thing and you plop down on the funeral pyre and you light it on fire and there's, like, a bunch of ash. And then, for some reason, this really bothers me, actually. So they light the fire, right? And then they, like, leave. They just light this big ass fire in the middle of the woods and then bounce. It's like this is like your wife and your mom that's burning in front of you. You can't like stand around and watch it for like literally five minutes before you leave. <laughs> also, huge fire hazard. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was a big fire they just lit. Anyway, they leave. You go do some side questy stuff to like learn how the game plays or something. It's really moody because like, oh, mom's dead. Oh, whatever. You come back <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Kratos, you know, uh, collects the ashes. But when he collects the ashes, he just leans next to the general, like, giant pile of ashes because you just burnt, like, an entire tree and just, like, puts them in this little baggie and those are the mom's ashes. They're definitely not her ashes, dude. Like, that was just a tree. <laughs> that was, Like, they're on the edge. That's yeah, not even where her body tree was. than her. Exactly. Like, her body, like, is probably, like, literally a fifth of the amount of ashes involved in this pile right now. And you're pulling it from the edge where she literally could not have made it to. It's, it's homeopathic, mom. It's yeah. like 0.1% of her ashes. Which I get it's more of a symbolic thing than anything else anyway, but like still I thought it was kind of weird. Um, and yeah. so then the, the, the plot of the game is like, okay, take these ashes. It's a giant. Uh, is it really a fetch quest? Not really. I guess you're not really getting something and bring it back. You're taking the ashes of a mountain and putting them there. That okay. was her like dying wish. She wants the, her ashes to be up there. Sure. Um, and it's, you know, it, the game sort of reveals that um, the mother, whose name I don't even really know because they only talk about her as like, oh, mom's dead kind of stuff um i think her name was Faye. i think one i think think a random dwarf at some point says that was Faye's axe and i'm like who the fuck is Faye?" (laughs) (laughs) um i think kratos says it like once earlier than that yeah probably yeah probably it's not like ever like your mom Faye. yeah it's like kratos says Faye in like a sad way and you're like oh that's the mom oh yeah exactly (laughs) um and so you know you have to take her up the mountain but you know she reveals that okay well there are other things at play here. She knew that dragging you out of this like fortress of solitude that Kratos has constructed, you know, in some kind of um, uh, exile, essentially, yeah. um, he has to like leave this safe space and encounter the world outside because things are happening that need his help or something like that. Um, and so, for context, I've only played up to the game to the part where you get to the mountain base and you're like, "Oh, all right, so we're here. I guess that's pretty cool." And then there's like the mysterious black fog down the only path that goes up the mountain that yeah. you have to like go fuck off and do something completely different to get rid of. And now for something completely different. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, I mean, you know, overall the game is fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're, you're swinging a big old axe at a lot of evil dudes. Uh, the boy shoots arrows at people and is useful. Um, I will say that his voice acting is not amazing, <laughs> uh, which is understandable. I mean, it's a, it, I looked into it and it is like a kid that was playing him. It's actually a kid that uh, is the protagonist of mid nineties, oh. um, which is a, is a a pretty good skater film if you want to watch that. But All right, cool. He doesn't have a lot of lines in there, but he is a good actor on screen. Um, and I don't know like if this was like the first voice work he'd done, but it's just I don't know. It just felt weird, and it also feels weird. And this is where the the mom never getting never getting to meet the mom kind of comes in. Is that like. 
I have no context for why this kid is the way he is. You know, because Kratos doesn't use contractions. He talks like this. I do not know anything about what is happening in this moment. Like, like he's very classical Greek talk kind of thing. Very stilted language, has a very specific vernacular. And Atreus, his son, is just like, Dad, I don't think this is a good idea. It's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't mesh at all. It's like you're playing with Sonic. Chili yeah. dogs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like you're playing with like a 12 year old kid from 2019. Like it doesn't really match in my mind. And so mm. the, the logic then is that, okay, well, you know, he mentions several times that he spent more time with his mom. He learned all these stories from her. You know, we kind of get to know her through what they say she taught him. Yeah. Cause that's sort of the practical thing that he does in the game. This boy is like read runes because he was taught stuff and he knows about the mythos of this place that you're in. Um, but we don't know like what she sounded like. Did she use contractions or no? I don't know. And I really want to know <laughs> if they used contractions or not. This has been gnawing at Jimmy's mind <laughs> for hours. Yeah. It well more than that. Um, well, it's still days, a number of hours. Days, but yes. boy. <laughs> yes, that is true. That is true. Um, so, I mean, you know, that, that aspect of things is a little frustrating. Um, it would be nice to have uh, Atreus be, like, a little more serious or moody, I guess. Because he does, like, he does give mm. some good looks. I will say, like, when Kratos is telling him, like, you, you, when you I was suck watching at throwing, play. at shooting arrows, Atreus <laughs> is just like, hmm, and it gives a really good, like, play. disgruntled, like, 12-year-old look that was very accurate, I think. Yeah. They had some good some good facial capture going on there. Good angst. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of like the writing that he does in like the, the, the lore catalogs and stuff, which I know isn't something that like basically anybody reads. Um, and so I'm sure, and I'm glad that it exists period. Uh, you know, I don't expect it to be the highest caliber writing, but uh-huh. it's just, it just, it like reads like, uh, like a guy writing as if you were a 12 year old, you know, there's like a lot of, exc- <laughs> like it really, that's what it is. Like, it's just like a lot, there's a lot of exclamation points and like random ellipses for no reason. And like a lot of like, whatever's, you know, it's just like not the way I would expect, a boy who was raised by the literal god of war to talk mm. you know like again i don't know what the mom was like big questions i have to take take the the logic's word for it that she used a lot of exclamation points in her writing or something <laughs> um but it, it seems like you know this kid who would have uh, an enormous amount of daddy problems would be a little bit more like moody in the way that they like express themselves verbally yeah um so that's that's mostly what I've been thinking about with the game. I mean, the gameplay is what it is. Like it's you know you're you're chaining combos together. Um, there's a lot of systems going on. Like I've been playing probably for close to you know eight hours at this point, and I'm still. I think I j- I've just gotten to the, like the nexus where like the open world like opens up. Um, there's all kinds of armor and sockets and upgrades and things. And I'm sure as the game goes along, I'll get used to all of this, but. There's a lot that they roll out in the beginning. Mm. Um, there's upgrade trees and stuff. It's like a very rich game in that sense. Um, and like from a production standpoint, I can see why it won Game of the Year last year. Like I mean, I I get it. I don't really see it as being all that innovative at this point. I mean, I, I understand that like they do some cool stuff with the storytelling on the lake when you're boating around or whatever. They have like some dynamic you know storytelling where. Mm-hmm. You know, you're telling the story and then you get off the boat and the narrator like intentionally says, all right, we got to stop talking now. We're on land. We can't tell stories on land. And then when you get back on the boat later, they're like, oh, so where were you in that story about Thor and the, and mm-hmm. the Earth Serpent or whatever? Yeah. Uh, and then you pick up. So that that's that's a nice little thing that they did. But that, as far as I've experienced, is the only nice thing they've done <laughs> in terms of like a new sort of narrative mechanic. I see. Um, the rest of it's just like, yeah, a woman's dead. We got to do stuff and kill evil stuff. Um, yeah. 
throw this big axe around, upgrade some shit, uh, get some health, eventually go into this crazy rage mode where you punch a bunch of dudes. Um, so I'm curious to see, you know, how it evolves. I'm sure, I'm sure the story, will, the plot will thicken, etc. Um, there's a great turtle that a woman lives under, which was very cute. I Fantastic would love to have turtle, that turtle yes. as a pet. Uh, and there's a great snake, big, big turtle, big snake guy too. A lot of big yeah. guys. <laughs> they should have called this God of War Big Guys Edition. <laughs> big boys. Big boys. Um, but that's yeah. So that's 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 my hot take. Cool. I don't know how hot that really is. I just want to know. I just want to know who Faye was. Well, that's a take. <laughs> Um, so yeah hopefully i'll have you know some more interesting layers to pile on when next we speak of this game sure i'll either be a shattered man <laughs> down a character or a very happy guy in a, <laughs> a week we'll see which yeah um okay so i think that's gonna do it for us this week uh as always you can email us uh, at makeplayradio at gmail.com with anything you want to say to us yeah. at all will be appreciated um, you can follow me at Jimmy Stein on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. I'm not going to throw up the Nick because I know he doesn't do those. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Where's the lamb sauce? Where's the lamb?